0: Welcome to Truth Matters Church, a ministry devoted to the expository study of Scripture. You can connect with us at truthmatterschurch.org. Thank you for downloading this devotional titled, The Name Above Every Name. I'm Associate Pastor Jeremy. In our last devotional, we saw the incredible sacrifice and awe-inspiring humility that Christ exhibited by becoming obedient to the Father, even to the point of death on a cross. Reference Philippians 2 verses 5 to 8. From here, we're given a glimpse into the heavenlies and the events that followed Christ's resurrection and his glorification and those that will occur at the end of this age. In Philippians 2 verses 9 to 11, the Apostle Paul wrote, For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. There is so much to unpack in this just one sentence, that we could spend weeks studying and contemplating the gravity of what Paul presented here. So today we'll just summarize a couple of key and important points. To start off, this passage testifies to the separate nature of God the Father and God the Son, Jesus Christ they are clearly different beings. The text says, God highly exalted him. Well, who's him? It would make no sense to say that God the Father highly exalted and bestowed upon himself the name that is above every name. No, sound biblical interpretation requires that we understand this as God the Father exalted and bestowed this upon Christ the Son. Reference John one fourteen, John 3.16, and John 20, verse 31. These are two distinct persons. This also affirms that the Father is at the very top in the heavenly hierarchy, as He already possessed a universal authority from which He was able to grant. Christ could not simply take the name above every name, as it had to be bestowed or given to Him by God the Father. It was for this reason also Paul says Christ's perfect submission and obedience to his father's will as demonstrated in verses 5 to 8 and others like John 6:38 and John 15:10 that God the Father graciously and freely gave this position to Christ. Now I say position because the word translated name is from the Greek onoma which can mean a personal name but it can also speak of rank or authority. And I think in this case, that definition seems to fit the context quite a bit better. The Father gave the position of authority above every authority, except his own, to Jesus Christ. This aligns perfectly with what we find when Christ is presented as King of the world in Revelation seventeen fourteen and Revelation nineteen sixteen, where it says, And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And then, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Again, this reasserts that Paul's use of a noma is better associated with the complete authority granted to Christ by his Father. Every knee will bow not simply at the earthly English name Jesus, but at Christ's uttermost power and dominance when He takes His permanent seat on the throne of David, as we read in Luke 1, verses 32-33. to He will indeed be King of kings and Lord of lords. Another fascinating truth found in this passage is that everyone who has existed in creation will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that means everyone. We know this because Paul says this includes those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess. Those in heaven are angels and other spiritual creatures, both in service to God and those who have rebelled. And yes, that includes Satan too. Those on the earth are those who are alive at the time of Christ's coming in glory. And those under the earth are those who've died since the time of Adam and have yet to be resurrected. Now, if that weren't enough, Paul says every knee and every tongue. So no matter who you are, who you think you are, where you are, when you lived or died, or whether or not you believed in him, you will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is simply no getting around it. The Greek for confess is exomalagio, and it can mean both to give praise or simply to agree with. Now I imagine that the saved will be the ones giving praise very loudly and with exceeding joy, but those who have rejected Christ will be the ones who are indeed agreeing that Christ is Lord, while at that same time realizing they have fully earned their eternal judgment by despising His free offer of salvation. As is typical for Paul, he closes this incredible passage, which again is just one sentence in Scripture, with what feels like a gigantic exclamation point. Why did Christ obey to the point of death? Why was Christ given this authority above every authority? Why will every knee bow and every tongue confess? To the glory of God the Father. It is truly that simple. And it reminds us of our purpose for existing in the first place. Our job, no matter who we are or where we are, is to bring glory to God. Christ, our heavenly example, did this perfectly. And through His power and with the help of the Holy Spirit, we too can bring God glory. No, we won't do it perfectly like Jesus Christ did. But we should always be striving to do so in our thoughts, our family, our social interactions, work, and even our hobbies. Do you want to know what your purpose in life is? Seek to use every moment for God's glory. The rest will fall into place as He works out His will in our surrendered hearts and lives. Thank you so much for downloading this expository style devotional, and we do hope that you were blessed by this message. For more biblical teaching, visit us at truthmatterschurch.org and be sure to check out our free 24-hour stream of teaching, scripture reading, and encouraging music at truthmattersradio.com. Have a blessed day.